Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Hey there, welcome to this edition of Build Your Tribe. Today is a really important episode. It's the type of episode you should probably save and also set a date on your calendar to listen to it again six months from now. It's quite possibly one of the most important episodes that you will listen to on a podcast. Boy, I'm really selling it, aren't I? It's the kind of thing that we know this process, this principle to be true in just about any area that we want to improve. And that is to measure, to assess, to evaluate, and to track anything that we want to improve. And obviously, you want to improve your business or you would not be listening to Build Your Tribe. So today, I'm going to walk you through an exercise where you are going to score each of the following 10 areas of your business. You're going to score them on a scale of 1 to 10. All right. For this particular episode, it's really important. If you don't already, please grab a pen and a piece of paper. If you're listening to this and that's just not convenient at the moment, maybe you're on the treadmill or out on a walk, driving, that's okay. Listen to it, let it sink in, but then it's really important that you go through these 10 areas. And knowing that a lot of people listen to a podcast while they're doing something else and you might not have a pen and a piece of paper with you, right at the beginning of this episode, I'm going to go through the 10 areas so that you can listen to the whole episode of the podcast. And then once you have your pen and your piece of paper, you can come back and you can listen to the first couple of minutes just to get those 10 areas and give them a score. All right, let's get to it. So again, you're going to give each one of the following areas a score on the scale of one to 10. One being wow, we haven't done this, we're not doing enough of this, or we're failing in this area, or we haven't done anything with this and we need to approach it. 10 being we're crushing it. Like there's no room for improvement. I just don't think anyone's going to get a 10 in any area because that's just the nature of entrepreneurship. You always know that there's room for improvement. But nonetheless, I still want you to give it a higher score if you're like, all right, we're doing okay there because we need a way to evaluate of these 10 areas, which areas we need to tackle first. So what you'll do is I'm gonna go through the list of 10 and then I'm gonna describe them in greater detail. After I've described them in greater detail, that's when you are to give them a score. And again, on paper and then at the end of this episode, I will share with you what to do next after you've figured out what area is perhaps suffering or needs your immediate attention. The 10 areas will include leadership, Sales and revenue, email, team, social media, paid marketing, products and or offers, systems and operations, customer and community care, and lastly, finances. Are there other areas of your business? Sure, but we're going to start with these 10 really, really important areas. Let's start first with leadership. So how are you doing in terms of leadership? Obviously, I'm assuming you're the leader. So when you're assessing your own leadership, how are you as a leader? Are you delegating enough? Are you able to forecast and provide a vision for your team? Is there motivation? 
Are you good about management? Managing your employees, managing your team, managing projects. How about performance reviews? How's your communication with the team? And if there isn't a team, then I hate to say this, but I mean, you're here for the tough love. If there is no other team member, that means that everything that I'm about to cover with you, you're doing all of it and you're only one person. So of course, there's going to be areas where you're strong and areas where you're weak and and frankly, the sooner you recognize that you need to be the person who's the leader, not the person who's executing all of these things, the quicker your business is going to grow and scale. So put aside those negative thoughts you have, which we've all held at one point. You know, when you tell yourself, we can't afford to hire help. No one else can do it like I do it. Once we make X amount of dollars, then I'll be able to hire additional help. Then I'll be able to delegate. We're so busy, I don't even have time to delegate, let alone oversee new people doing the things that no one does as well as me. I'm not the first, and I certainly won't be the last successful entrepreneur to tell you that in order to scale your business and actually enjoy your life, which is the whole reason why you are an entrepreneur, the whole thing hinges on you understanding that you don't want to be a solopreneur. You want to be an entrepreneur. And that requires leadership. That means you've got to delegate. You've got to hire a team. All right. So give yourself a score in that area. I hope that I didn't browbeat you too much. And you can still give yourself a decent score there. Also knowing that there's room for improvement. How are your leadership skills? How are you as a leader? Scale of one to 10. Number two, how are your sales slash revenue? So what do they look like compared to last year or the last six months? How are your sales funnels performing? Do you need additional sales funnels? Do you have tripwires? Do you have lead magnets that lead to a sale? What does the customer journey look like? Does your customer journey give your customers a place to go, or as I like to say, a place to grow? Are you missing a segment of your audience who could be better served by a lower priced offer? Are you offering something at a higher price for that customer who wants to go a little deeper? How well are your sales pages, webinars, and other sources that you're using for sales? How are they converting for you? How is your email copy converting for you? How well have you dialed in your primary sources of sales in terms of paid media, social media? paid advertising, etc. What do you know about the sales process? Are there sales that you might be missing, like really obvious money that you're leaving on the table? Give yourself a score on a scale of one to 10 as it pertains to your sales and revenue. Do you know what areas generating the most revenue for you? And have you looked at that revenue and compared it to the amount of work that you have to put into it? So for example, when I look at our total sales of push journals, which is an area of our business where we sell journals specifically for people who are easily distracted, people who need a very simplified way to track and measure their tasks and to-dos and their goals. And yes, this does absolutely work for those of you who are entrepreneurs. In fact, once we identify which of these 10 areas you are currently scoring the lowest and you need to improve, a push journal is one of the easiest ways to make certain that every single day you're staying on task and you're doing at least one to three things designed to improve the area that you've scored the lowest, right? But okay, so back to this example. 
Push journals for us require a ton of work. It's a physical product. They have to be designed. They have to be shipped. They have to be fulfilled. We've got pretty expensive team that's involved in the management, procurement, marketing, project management, all of the pieces that go into producing this physical product. And the margins aren't that great. So there's a lot of work and a lot of effort, very much in part because it's a labor of love. But our revenue for that stream of income, you know, when I look at it, I have to remind myself how much effort goes into it comparatively when we have other businesses and other streams of income that are far easier, more predictable, less expensive, greater margins, and bigger profit sources. And that's important for me to see because I love the Push Journal. I'm obsessed with it. But when I look at our sales there versus our sales in some of our other businesses, I have to recognize that I should not be focusing 80% of my efforts on push journal sales. It makes more sense for me to look at sales in other areas of other businesses and realize, wow, I don't have to put nearly as much effort in and we make a whole lot more sales in this area. And you know, sometimes you just have to see that on paper. It's quite eye-opening. One of my very good friends recently did this for the very first time. And in doing so, she recognized that she spends like 90% of her time and effort and has for the last eight years building and promoting these online business courses. You know, of course, we have one too. But yet, get this, 80% of her income comes from a network marketing organization that she's a part of, but she doesn't do anything with it. She doesn't do anything with it. In fact, the Business Academy, she's been spending so much on her social media teams and marketing, et cetera, that last year, when she looked at her profit and loss statements, she realized she was barely making more than minimum wage. You see, sometimes as entrepreneurs, we look at what's coming in. And she was looking at what was coming in, the fact that she was making hundreds of thousands of dollars every time she was doing a launch, but not factoring in the hundreds of thousands of dollars and then some that she was spending throughout the year to build, manage, create, advertise, and market these programs. So at the end of the day, if she wasn't looking at her total sales and where they were coming from, from these two very different streams, she would have continued to put all of her efforts and time and and energy and resources into this area that, frankly, is much harder for her to make money at. And she finally just had this realization, like, why am I fighting it? If I just applied my entrepreneurship and my leadership skills and just tapped into the piece of the MLM that I enjoy the most, this is crazy. I could make millions. I mean, she's already almost a seven-figure earner in a network marketing business, and that's pretty rare. I mean, I don't want to mislead anyone and and lead you to believe that that's common, that you can join a network marketing organization and make close to a million dollars and not do very much with it. That's very, very rare. She's got a special, very unique situation. It, it was about the timing of when she got in, the person that she signed up with, this large group that she signed up initially. And it just so happens like two of the people that she signed up with were unbelievable rock stars and they're just making her all this income crazy amount of income and she just hasn't done much with it so i'm not trying to suggest that the average person can do that i think it is a pretty rare situation but if she hadn't looked at her sales and revenue sources she wouldn't have had this honest assessment and realized holy cow i can work half as hard and make twice as much money 
Now, whether you're in network marketing or not, doesn't matter. I mean, I'm not network marketing, but I still have to do this. I still have to look at all the different sales and revenue sources. And again, what you're doing for this one is giving yourself a score of your understanding of your sales sources, your revenue sources, as well as giving yourself a grade on how well you are managing those sources, how well you understand them, and where you have room for improvement. Your next area that I want you to score is email. So email will include how much time and effort are you spending growing your email list? Do you have freemiums, opt-ins, landing pages that are giving somebody something in exchange for growing your email list? Are you doing challenges? Are you on a regular basis, not just thinking about like, how can I get more sales, but are you thinking about how can I take care of customers on an email list? Because remember, we do not own our social media. How are your email flows? So when someone does opt into a freemium or an opt-in page, are there a series of email flows that take them possibly through a sales conversion process? What do your email conversions look like? How do you feel about your CRM or your customer relationship management software? How do you feel about your email copy? How many subscribes and unsubscribes are you getting per month? How often are you cleaning out your email list? How do your customers resonate with your email copy? What are you doing every single month, every single week, multiple times a week to nurture, take care of the people who are on your email list without always selling them something? I know because you listen to Build Your Tribe, you know how important your email list is, how important this area of your business is in terms of your, I hate to say passive income, but your, your easier income, if you will, and the area that you own, because remember, we don't own our social media. So give yourself a score there on a scale of one to 10. Moving on to our next area, team. So how's the team? Do you have a team? Do you need a team? If you need a team and you don't have a team, you're going to have to give yourself a low score. If you have a team, how would you score the people that you work with? Do you enjoy working with them? Do you have the right people in the right positions? Are some of your people overwhelmed? Are some of your team members being overpaid and they're not doing enough? Are you doing too many things that somebody else on your team should be doing? Or are you fixing things that someone on your team has been assigned and it's really not related to your core competency? Do you need to replace some people because their bad energy is having an impact on others? How's your team? Do you need to bring on more people? Do you have the right people? Give this area a score on a scale of one to 10. Moving on, social media. All right, how are you doing in terms of your social media with your business? Without a doubt, Instagram and TikTok are the place to be. I personally believe at the moment Instagram is way better for sales. I mean, even though I have just as many followers for my personal account on TikTok as I do on Instagram, there is no comparison that the sales happen on Instagram for me. Now, I'm seeing some really exciting things happening in terms of paid advertising on TikTok, et cetera. But when it comes to just organic, non-paid advertising, nothing compares to Instagram I mean, it trumps what we were ever able to do on Facebook. I swear by Instagram, reels have changed the game. If you don't know that, then I don't know where you've been because Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, everybody's been talking about reels. This is where Instagram is moving and it's having a major impact on Facebook and Facebook marketing, et cetera. So if you have not yet figured out how to make reels work for your business, I strongly encourage you 
to get on that. If you will look in our show notes below, you will see that there is a link to a 14-day Reels Challenge. This is a free 14-day challenge that Brock and I are doing specifically for people like you, people who are entrepreneurs trying to figure out how are they supposed to post Reels that eventually can lead to more customers, more sales, etc. Now, it's a free challenge, but there's also a paid version, but the paid version is $7. And here's what I want to say to you. If you can hear my voice and you're listening to a podcast about business, you are already smarter and more involved in growing your business than 98% of the population who thinks that this is just going to figure itself out. It's not going to happen. So spend the seven bucks because here's the other thing that I think the average person isn't going to figure out. When you spend the $7, it automatically puts you inside of our Instagram membership program and you have access to everything for 14 days. That means you can binge watch literally thousands of dollars worth of trainings for $7. This is the biggest no-brainer $7 you will ever spend. And again, feel free to do it the free challenge if you prefer. But if you're going to give yourself a social media score right now that is below an eight, meaning your social media is not converting for you, then you need to get into this 14-day challenge. And if at the time you're listening to this, our challenge is already over, then you know what you need to do? You need to look into Insta Club Hub because we are teaching entrepreneurs how to crush it on Instagram. And it's super easy, super affordable, and there isn't a better training on the internet. Okay, enough tooting my own horn. So how do you score your social media? Is it regularly growing? And more importantly, is it growing with targeted followers, the kind of people who, who need what it is you offer? Are you having to spend too much time there? Do you have a team who really understands how to execute? Are you spending way too much time on it? Are you spending not enough time on it? Is it driving you crazy? Do you know the right hashtags to use? Most importantly, is it converting? Because even if it's growing, if you're not selling tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, or perhaps even millions of dollars using social media, which at the moment, social media is free, well, then you've got to give yourself a score that reflects that. Okay, the next area where I want you to give yourself a score is in the area of paid marketing. So here's the question. If you're not using paid marketing, why not? And if that's something you know you need to do, score yourself low. But the question is, if you are using paid marketing, are you regularly able to reach a cold audience? Not an audience that's kind of warm, not an audience that is already subscribed or is already a fan of your Facebook page. What are you doing to reach those people who don't know you, but they need your solution? Where are you advertising? Who is handling the advertising? Does that person or that agency, do they really know paid advertising inside and out? Are you trying to figure it out? Because if you are, and that's not your core competency, you should probably score yourself lower. What process are you using to evaluate your success? Are you happy with the price that you're paying right now for your current customer acquisition costs? Are you using the right piece of media or the right piece of content based on the platform that you're trying to use for your paid marketing? In other words, if you're on Instagram, are you using content that's actually working on Instagram right now? If you're running ads on Instagram and they're static photos and not reels, that's a problem. If you're running content that works on YouTube but doesn't work on Instagram, that's a problem. If you're using stuff that feels corny and salesy and promotional on TikTok, that's a problem because that's not going to work. So here's the thing with paid advertising. 
you really need someone who understands each and every social media or media platform. And because paid marketing could also include television, it could include infomercial marketing and media buying. So think about all the areas where you need to be, you'd like to be, and give yourself a score on a scale of one to 10. Moving on to the next area, which is area number seven. How do you currently rank the products or offers that you make available? Are you missing a segment of your audience? Is there a place for your target audience, your target avatar, your lifers, or a place for them to start? And is there an appropriate customer journey? Do your current offers need an updating? Do they need to be improved? Do you need to revisit the way that your offers are priced? Do you offer a money-back guarantee? How many days is it? Does it need to be evaluated? Have you experimented with how much you're giving your customers? Are you giving them too much? Are you giving them not enough? Are you meeting the needs and demands of your current avatar, your lifer? Or are they going to your competition because you don't offer what it is they need? Do you have a system in place where you can actually get constructive criticism, feedback, requests, etc., from your customers? Case in point, back to the Push Journal. When we originally launched the Push Journal, I think, gosh, back in 2015 or 2016, I believe, the product offer included, I think it was like the first 20 pages of the Push Journal were all instruction-based, like teaching people how to goal set, how to use the Push Journal. It also included a, a folder at the front, like a little pocket that had a fold-up one-year annual fold-out calendar. Well, we polled our audience and most people told us that they didn't use that. So in order to save costs and to listen to our customers, we stopped including the annual fold-out calendar. In recent years, however, actually in the last year in particular, we started hearing from our customers that they were buying fold-out calendars from other people. And we could see inside of our Push Journal Facebook group that people were sharing sources like, oh, you can get one here and it's the perfect size and it folds right up into your push journal. And just by listening to their conversations where they're asking each other for resources and recommendations, we realized there was a need that was being met by our competitors that we had dropped the ball on. And now, based on their feedback, we've gone back to recreating that, that fold-out annual calendar, and it'll soon be available to our Push Journal customers as an extra. It's an upsell. So if somebody wants to include it, they can. If somebody doesn't want it, we make it super affordable so that it's really easy for our customers. But that was an offering that if we weren't listening to our customers, we wouldn't have known they needed it. And in the meantime, if our customers are going somewhere else to fulfill a need, it's only a matter of time before we could totally lose that customer. Give yourself a score on a scale of one to 10 for your products slash offers. Next area, area number eight, I want you to score your systems and operations. And by systems, I mean the things that you have in place, the processes, if you will, so that the things you're doing on a regular basis, you've eliminated the possibility of an error. In other words, you're going through the same process every single time. Let's say you're shooting a YouTube video. Do you have a process in place so that you don't have to rely on your memory or that person who is in charge of doing that particular responsibility, they don't have to remember every single step. It's written down. It's formulated. It's systematized. This is how we improve not just quality control, 
but the efficiency of our team. It's also how we don't end up in a pinch if that person were to quit. I mean, there's nothing worse than being held hostage by an employee who's the only one who handles fill in the blank, and they're also the only one who knows how to do fill in the blank. And then suddenly that person is out for a period of time because of an illness or an injury, or God forbid they should leave and go to work for your competitor or need to be terminated for some reason. And then you're absolutely SOL, right? Like you don't know what to do because they were the only ones who knew how to do what they were doing. So something that we do at Team Johnson is everyone goes through their workday on their laptop and they just do screen recordings of pretty much everything they do. And they're required to, at some point, to upload their work process as a screen flow in the event that someone has to fill in for them if they were sick. And oftentimes we use those videos to train our new hires. How do your systems make it easier for everybody on your team? In other words, do you have a system, a way that everyone stores things in your Dropbox folder? Do you have a system or an operational plan in place when it comes to using encrypted passwords and password protected software like 1Password or Dashlane? Do you have a system in place for submitting new ideas? Do you have a template or a plan in place, a system that everybody follows when there is a launch or a promotion? If you don't know what I'm talking about, go back and check out my previous episodes where I shared our exact launch formula. So we systematize and template everything, partly because I've got ADHD and it's really easy for me to to get distracted and leave out a key ingredient. And also because I'm the boss and a lot of these systems I originally created, I created them and I make sure that everybody else follows them so that we're all on the same page. There's never a misunderstanding. People don't have to feel bad about forgetting an important step or an important ingredient. These protocols, templates, checklists, and simple systems They don't take a lot of time to set up, but man, they save you so much time once you do. So bite the bullet if you haven't created these things. If what I'm sharing with you right now, you're like, oh, this is where we missed the mark, then give yourself a lower score here and just know that there's room for improvement. Scale of one to 10, give it a score. Moving on to area number nine, your customer or community care. Have you created an army of raving fans? On a scale of 1 to 10, how much does your average customer trust you? How do you make your customers feel? How do they feel about your brand and your business? What words or feelings would they use to describe or do they use to associate with your brand or you if if you are the brand? Are you speaking their language? Are you using the language, the words, the images that appeal to them? Are you listening to them? Do people rave about the way you go above and beyond? Do you over-deliver? If you were to randomly call a customer right now, do you feel pretty confident that you could get a raving testimonial from them? Do you have places or systems set up where you can actually get their input, hear their criticisms, hear their concerns? Do you measure your customer service responses? So for example, with Insta Clubhub, we have a 98% customer service rating. And that is exceptional. And I have to tell you, we searched to figure out, okay, who are those 2% of people that we've made unhappy? What can we do to make them happy? And I'm happy to report that nine times out of 10, when someone has scored us low, they did so accidentally. 
they clicked the wrong button. It makes us very proud, and that is something that we evaluate. We evaluate that score every single week. We have a weekly meeting where that's one of the most important metrics that we go over. Because if our customers are happy, then we don't have to work so hard in terms of our sales because our customers are doing the selling for us. They're telling other people about their experience inside the Insta Club Hub. So, how do you rate your customer slash community care? If you were to launch a new product or to offer something brand new to your customers, how much of an explanation do they need? Or are they like, I'm not even really clear on what it is, but if it's something you're offering, I've got a great relationship with you. I trust you. And so I want it. I trust you. You haven't led me astray. That's when you know you've got a really strong community. Recently, I launched a Patreon channel. So I've got another podcast called The Shaleen Show. We talk about lifestyle things. It's really personal development. We don't talk about business. It's just personal development stuff. So we talk about relationships, sex, health, food, nutrition, motivation, sleep, habits, all the things. And I recently launched a Patreon. Now the Patreon, I said, I'm just going to talk about life. I'm going to share stories that maybe I haven't shared before, but I didn't give people a lot of information other than I'm just going to, you know, kind of shoot the shit. Like if you like my Friday episodes, the ones where I just kind of talk about whatever's going on in my life, I think you'll like the Patreon. It's five bucks a month. And we were overwhelmed by the number of people who just signed up without really even knowing what they're going to get each week or how it was going to benefit them other than to just be radically entertaining, I hope. That was only possible because I've spent, I don't know, the last 15 years really taking care of my community of lifers. So, so many of these people, we feel like we know each other and we, because of that, haven't had to do any advertising. I don't even think we've sent an email yet. And the number of people who have already joined the Patreon is just, it's overwhelming and it's super exciting And I think it's a real testament to taking care of a community for years and years and years. You've got to have patience. You've got to be good for it. You've got to have integrity, reliability, persistence, and ultimately, you've got to have trust. All right, guys, we are nearing the end. So give yourself a score, scale of one to 10 on your customer slash community care. And our final area is your finances. So this is a big one, but do you know Are you regularly looking at your profit and loss statements? Have you taken the time to evaluate the effort you put into each stream of income versus the uh, revenue return? What do your projections look like? How is your cash flow? Are you able to take a salary? Are you happy with the financial position of your business? Give that area a score on a scale of one to 10. All right, now, Again, let me just run through those very quickly. You can write them down. Number one, leadership. Number two, sales and revenue. Number three, your emails. Number four, team. Number five, social media. Number six, paid marketing. Number seven, products and offers. Number eight, systems and operations. Number nine, customer slash community care. And number 10, your finances. Give each one of these areas a score on a scale of one to 10. The areas you've scored the lowest, look at those and just ask yourself, all right, there's a bunch of areas I need to improve. Which area do you need to tackle first? Let me just be a know-it-all and tell you that if leadership is one of those areas that you scored low because you don't have 
a team to delegate to or team is an area you scored low because you don't have a team to delegate to or you've got the wrong teammates in place or you really are desperate to bring new people on, my personal opinion is those, I would start there. Whatever area you decide needs to be addressed first and needs to be triaged. Now what I want you to do is just create a massive brainstorm on all of the things that you could and should and need to do in that area to improve it in the next 90 days. And then just pluck two to three of those things, of those tasks, of those things you know you need to do, two or three of them each and every day that take less than 10 minutes. And before long, before 90 days, before the end of the next 30 days, I guarantee you're going to see a massive improvement not just in the way you score this, but a massive improvement in your bottom line. Your business is going to scale faster. You're going to make more income and you're going to be able to enjoy life more when you regularly look at the 10 most important areas of your business and you figure out where you're missing the mark. It is just human nature for us to keep plugging away at the thing that we're good at and avoiding the thing or the area where we've got room for improvement. If you need a planner to help keep you accountable and organize this, I highly recommend a push journal. Also, if you are easily distracted, even if you're not using a push journal, I can't begin to tell you how important it is for you to make your daily list on paper. Don't put it on your phone. Your phone is such a distraction. Put it on paper. Put it on paper. Put it on paper. More importantly, keep it in the same place every single day. Get in the habit of doing this. It is these habits that separate average entrepreneurs from exceptional entrepreneurs. Listen, it's my goal to be brief, to be bright, to make it fun and be done. I would love to hear from you if you want me to expand on this. If there's a particular area that you really are struggling with or you want to learn more about how to take that area that you scored lowest and turn it into a key priority for the next 90 days, send me a message on Instagram and let me know. Or if you are a member of our pod squad, it is a free Facebook group for anyone who listens to the podcast. Jump in the pod squad on Facebook and let me know your feedback on this particular episode. And as always, thank you so much for being here. Brock and I both greatly appreciate you. I mean, this is your time and you can never get it back. So we try to make the most of it. All right. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. If you enjoyed this show, please don't forget to make sure you're subscribed and following along. Build Your Tribe is available on Apple Podcast, Spotify, and most every podcast app. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed. We'd love to know. Build Your Tribe is released every Tuesday and Thursday. For Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shalene's other podcast, The Shalene Show. It's about living your best life, improving all areas like mindset, habits, relationships, nutrition, ADHD, fitness, self-care, sleep, and so much more. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes.
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.